sports science, strength conditioning, high performance coaching. Welcome to the Decoding Excellence Show. Hey everybody, it is Adam. I want to remind you of one thing. Rather than spamming the show with herbal tea advertisements or performance technology companies coming on trying to sell their latest gizmos, I have opted not to have an advertisement over the last uh, probably 20 shows or so, uh, 20, 25 shows. And the reason I do this is because rather than trying to sell you something, all I would like for you to do, if you support the show, if you're a fan of the Decoding Excellence show, maybe some of the interviews that we've had in the past, some of the monologues that we're having, some of the Monday Minute episodes, please head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. About once a month, I'll send you an email and it will be chock full of really interesting things, research articles, fascinating things I found online, books I'm reading, podcasts that I've enjoyed, articles that I'm writing, things and people that I'm interviewing and exploring. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. I promise I won't spam you and it will be something that would deliver a lot of value to your day. Check it out at adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. Hey everybody, I am your host Adam Ringler and welcome to the Decoding Excellence show. This is a Monday Minutes type of show. It is a vehicle version of the show, the Decoding Excellence show, where we typically interview high performance practitioners from across the globe to distill their intangibles, right? The tactics, the tools, the techniques that go into world-class performance. But today I am doing a vehicle version of the show where I am just sharing some of my thoughts about the industry, about sports science, about strength conditioning, and the world of athletics. So stay tuned. I think you'll get a lot out of this episode. And as always, if you are a repeated listener, thank you so much for supporting the Decoding Excellence show. And if this is the first time, then welcome to the Decoding Excellence show. I hope you continue to support the show and continue to listen. I think you will get a lot out of it. Now, without further ado, here is my Monday Minutes on the vehicle version of the Decoding Excellence show. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the audio driving edition of the Decoding Excellence show. Don't worry. My eyes are on the road. Obviously, I'm doing the responsible thing, but I do want to have this little vehicle conversation, right? Because we often have conversations with... uh, significant others or family members or friends, all while driving a vehicle. And today I thought, hey, what a great opportunity as I'm driving in to, uh, to pick up one item that I absolutely is critical to what I need to do on a day-to-day basis, uh, help me to do some of the work from home work that I normally do. And I thought, hey, let's have this conversation while I am, uh, I'm doing what I need to do while I'm driving in to, uh, to get what I need. So I'll do enough waffling here, enough pandering. Uh, but today I wanted to talk. Obviously, we are in this global pandemic of the COVID-19 and coronavirus, and we are having to adopt some, some different strategies for training our student-athletes, whether that is remote training programs, PDFs, uh, you know, programs that are sent home. There's a number of different software solutions that practitioners and coaches are utilizing to uh, remote deploy their strength conditioning program. And I think this is just a another road uh, bump or hurdle that we have to jump over and navigate as practitioners. And I think 
if you are in a position where you have a little bit of agility with the way that you conduct your workflows, right? So what I mean by that is if you're not hard pressed to do it a certain way, if you're willing to adopt new strategies, new technologies, new best practices, or even just practices, maybe they're not even deemed best practices yet, then I think you have a greater chance of surviving this professionally and, uh, and with the agility that you need to, uh, to adopt to an ever-changing time, which is where we're at in sport and athletics right now. So several days ago, I think on Twitter, I presented an article that was nearly four years old. It was, it's shocking to me that it's as old as it is. Uh, and it was discussing my utilization, our department's utilization of a tool that we use called Slack and continue to use here at CU Boulder. And why I present this, this article talks about in the many ways that we utilize this tool. It's a communication hub. It was initially meant as, it's almost like an AOL instant messenger, if you will, if you remember that, if that analogy uh, fits better uh, in your mind. It's the WhatsApp of uh, the global workplace. Um, i trying to think of some other analogies that maybe more millennials and, and generation IYs might understand. Uh, the Snapchat of the workplace, perhaps. But it allows to have real-time conversations in a channels rather than living out of an inbox. So you can have multiple simultaneous conversations in different channels and chat rooms, if you will. But I discussed how we utilize Slack at another organization that I was at. And it's funny to me that in this global pandemic, the number one thing I start to hear from practitioners is the overall need to improve communication, to have communication, to uh, have an uptick in the communication that they have between departments because, you know, let's face it, we are not rubbing elbows with each other. There's no water cooler chat that we would typically otherwise have uh, during our day-to-day operations, right, as we cross paths through the hallways of the training grounds. And why I wanted to uh, to circle back to this four-year-old conversation is I presented again, how we use this tool, but this is just another opportunity, another maybe uh, case study or scenario where we as sport coaches need to start thinking like, rather than the old adage of like the old standbys, the old Microsofts of the world, the IBMs, the, the Fords, the General Motors, we need to start thinking like the Teslas, the startups, and some of the young, more bootstrapped, agile startup companies and start thinking about the uh the unknown the black swans how do we how do we predict or at least position ourselves in a way that we can pivot quickly in an ever-changing environment right so i look at the departments that i've been a part of as small little startup companies right and i try to think about okay if this is a small startup, we need to make sure our marketing's on point. We need our internal and external PR. We need to make sure our business operations, our finances, uh, our executive team, our board of directors, everybody within this small department needs to start to think strategically and also needs to start working together. How do we build this and utilize different technological tools and resources to be able to, I don't know, have video chats, right? Uh, and this is something where, <laughs> uh, as an aside, 
right? I start to hear about performance teams. I think everybody is jumping on the Zoom bad bandwagon. And, you know, there's been a number of articles that's talked about privacy and encryption and things like that. And, you know, I'll leave that up to you regardless uh, of what the publications might say. But nonetheless, I look at it, I'm like, the world is just discovering that Zoom exists. Zoom's been around forever, guys. Um, so, you know, start thinking about, uh, you know, technological resources that other companies are harnessing and leveraging to their benefit and start thinking about what applications that you might have uh, to be able to have these these uh, technological touch points with student athletes or with departments across an athletic department or else. Because truth is, we need to be agile. We need to be able to change course. We need to be able to pivot. If you are dead set in your ways, that the only way that you collect wearable technologies uh, outputs is in a physical proximity to a student athlete, then this is going to render that impossible. You don't have those touch points anymore. If the only way that you program is Microsoft Word or Microsoft Excel, uh, well, you know, like unless you're printing that up and, and mailing it off in an envelope, you're not going to get that to them. Uh, unless you convert it to a PDF and email that, again, you might not get that to them. So what tools are you leveraging to be able to do remotely deploy programming? How are you collecting well-being uh, questionnaires if the only way you do that is pencil and paper, right, or, um, you know, on a clipboard? So we have to start thinking, how do we use technologies to better the student-athlete experience in the post uh, post-COVID-19 era. And fundamentally, does this change the best practices that we have to better prepare and be agile for another type of pandemic or another type of disturbance that prevents us from being face-to-face with the student-athlete? Look, that's the number one thing I miss about coaching right now, about my interactions, my role, and my involvement at CU Boulder, it's just the daily interactions that I have with my athletes, with the coaches I service, the department as a whole. So, you know, just I, I fundamentally believe that we'll go back to that someday, that we'll return to normal athletics, right? The daily interactions, the long hours, uh, you know, the time away from friends and family, uh, all of that, right? We'll get back to normalcy in some sake. But... And as a huge disclaimer, as a huge maybe asterisk behind that, but if we don't, then how do we return to a new normal, a post-COVID-19 normal? And what do we do and what does that world look like and how are we preparing for it so we can be better ready for that? Let's say we never return back to that physical training. Can we still be successful as strength and conditioning coaches? I argue yes. I argue that we might be able to be more successful in some respects. Now, that might sound shocking and it might sound as clickbait, but perhaps we can have a a new normalcy of what strength and conditioning is and how we operate and how we service teams. So, again, my head is spinning thinking about these things, but ultimately, I just want to make sure that we are positioning our industry, strength and conditioning, in an industry that is better off, an industry that is more agile, an industry that is more prepared for the demands of what we might face down the road. And I'm challenging you, if you're listening to this small little vehicle audio edition of the Decoding Excellence show, I challenge you 
what are you doing to prepare your department or prepare as an individual or prepare as a coach or a practitioner or a sports scientist or a nutritionist or whatever you might be, whatever role that you are responsible for, how are you preparing to be better positioned to leverage your unique skill set in a world that might be disrupted? Hey, everybody, that's going to be a wrap for this version, the vehicle version of the Decoding Excellence show. And I hope you took something away from this conversation, this monologue, this soliloquy, uh, as I discussed how to be agile, how to be willing to pivot, how to prepare for the next pandemic, the next disaster that we might face, whether it's the NCAA or in our industry. And as always, there's a number of different ways that you can support the show, right? The first thing is I have a monthly newsletter that goes out. It is located at adamringler.com forward slash newsletter. And like I said in the intro, it is chocked full of great articles, research papers, um, sort of daily notes, things I'm finding fascinating and experimenting with and being a human guinea pig with to try to change my own behaviors, my own habits, but ultimately to really try to improve my life and get something a little bit more meaningful out of it. So uh, head over to adamringler.com forward slash newsletter, pop in your email, and I promise you, you'll get the welcome email and you'll start receiving those monthly updates and you won't regret it. I'm not gonna send you a bunch of spam messages or anything like that. I really think that you'll get a lot out of it and, uh, and check it out. I get questions every single time we publish either an article or the latest update to the Decoding Excellence show. And the question I often receive is, how do I support this show? Well, we have a new way that the audience and the crowd and everybody else here can support the Decoding Excellence show. Head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Ringler. It's actually not buying me a coffee. I know the name sounds sort of uh, confusing or misleading, if you will. But what it is, is it's a, a platform, sort of a crowdsourcing way of, uh, of donating to the show. And the idea is that you would donate a coffee, right? $5, $4 or whatever to the Decoding Excellence show. And what we do with this is we turn the proceeds directly over to supporting the hosting of the Decoding Excellence show on whether it's on Spotify or on Simplecast or iTunes and elsewhere. And it, it supports the hosting fees for our website and the Decoding Excellence uh, Decoding Excellence show. So if you want to support the show, you can buy me a coffee. You can buy seven coffees. You buy yourself a coffee. Otherwise, please head over, check it out. It is buymeacoffee.com forward slash Adam Ringler. I'll include it in the show notes. And as always, thank you for supporting the Decoding Excellence show.